Welcome to State of Charge, a fun weekly inspirational podcast to help keep your spiritual batteries recharged. We are your hosts, John Mann and hey. Matt Swartz, and we are back together after a couple weeks. Yeah, we are back together. That was a good, fun couple weeks off. I got to go to my nephew's wedding and there you go. actually had a family crisis happen, but we... But for some reason, because of scheduling, we recorded episodes back-to-back, which is not normal, which was kind of a God thing for you to be able to have that time off. Well, we got to see Michelle. She was heading back to South Africa. Like, literally. Yeah, we got her before she left. Yeah, It actually worked out really, really good, which brings us to today, another super rainy Arizona monsoon morning. So for, for our listeners that are not from Arizona... The reason why rain's a big deal, I was just I was just re-listening to Melody's interview from yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you were talking yeah. about it's a rainy morning. Yep. And we're recording actually at your house today, which was like a half hour drive for me to get here because of the rain. rain. And Arizonans don't know what to do with rain. People do so not know how to drive they, in the rain. They don't. It, it might be. It might as well be a blizzard with the, with that. The that would be the equivalent for those of you that are from the Midwest. Think of a blizzard and what traffic does, and that's what we do with rain. That was great segue. I know. Into who our guests are this morning. Well, especially with the business that they have. That's right. Those of us from the Midwest will say, represent. Absolutely. This morning, we have Corey and Jenny Witzel with us, and they are the proud owners of a Culver's restaurant out here in the valley. And we often like to frequent the restaurant and get some of the good, tasty treats there. But they have quite a story getting out here. And the custard, though. Let's just have a shout out for custard. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So it's, you know, it's, it's a great... I'm seeing them pop up all over the place too, which is which well. Is I was awesome. excited. So, just so you guys know, I'm the only one in my family that is big on custard. But I, I used to work in Wisconsin. Oh, nice! And so for for me, like when I saw Culver's came out here, I'm like, Jesus loves me. This I know. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about so Corey. We have Corey here, and we have Jenny. Just give us kind of a. A brief synopsis of uh, who you are, family. Um, you know what? What kind of outside of work? Um, what? What? What describes you guys together as a couple and a family? Well, it, I mean, it's it's family. I mean, that describes us as a family. Mm-hmm. That that's what we put first uh, in a lot of lot of situations. And so, our journey to Arizona was just that. Um, yeah. We really have always had a focus on legacy um and so as we kind of got started in this journey and transitioning here um it was always thinking about our kids we have three kids Mm -hmm. uh grace is a a senior charlie's a seventh grader a freshman freshman, sorry sorry (laughs) while you're getting her out of the house (laughs) she's a she's a freshman charlie is a uh, is a seventh grader and then our youngest is a fourth grader so we have three in three different schools this year for the first time which is that's not busy yeah. Quite, quite a stretch, but it's, it's, been, it's been a great start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've gotten the chance to get to know you guys through small group, uh, you know, in our Bible study that we have here at the house. And just you guys and the, and the model that you have is for your marriage and your legacy and your children. Um, I've been able to witness that firsthand. So thank you for that example. And here, hopefully we'll hear a little bit more about those stories and some of that thing uh, during the episode this morning. So, so take us back. I don't know, five years ago, you guys are in, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, uh, Corey and, t- and Jenny, tell us a little bit about your careers at that point, your family status at that point, And as you start to begin to make this decision of moving from Wisconsin yep. to Arizona of all places, I'm sure that there was some wrestling going on there. Sure. Um, 
Corey was a high school principal at the time, and um, I have experience as a classroom teacher, but before kids. Mm. Um, and so at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, Hardest job ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and we were content, loving life, and life was busy, and the three kids were little at the time, and Corey was busy. Sure. So the times that we could see Corey was... Um, I was packing up three kids to go to the high school football game or right. um, orchestra concert or yeah. a band concert or, you know, things like that. Um, basketball games, um, which was all fun. Yeah. We, I love doing that stuff. Um, but it, it, it was a busy life. Um, yeah. I was thinking as we were preparing for today, you know, when you go to school activities, you always see the administration there. Oh, uh-huh. for sure. And it's, uh-huh. and it's like nonstop, right? And, and you're always something doing something. He was not going to miss any of those things. Yeah. And sometimes I would say, hey, just have Margaret stay. Margaret was his associate principal for uh, ele- at the, the elementary, elementary school, mm-hmm. which we did a lot there too. But at the high school, he had three associates. So yeah. I'm like, they're, they're fine. You know, take they a weekend. They don't and he loves that stuff too. He wouldn't miss a game. He yeah. wouldn't, you know, I'm a, miss those I'm things. I'm a worker by nature yeah. and presence and engagement are just critical in terms of leading, in mm. my opinion. And so um, I, I was pursuing my dream too. Like though that's what I mm-hmm. wanted to do and be. Yeah. And so, you know, I had aspirations to, you know, teach, coach, uh, be a principal, eventually be a superintendent. And mm. so... You know, doing that, being in school, um, you know, working towards my doctorate and all that kind of stuff. And there's like, a lot of stability there. Yeah, too. There's, yeah for there's sure. So many Absolutely. things that I was that I was focusing on for me, but indirectly for our family. Sure. Um, and at, I, I would say at the same time, you know, that five six years ago, you know, we were really challenged with our faith, and so mm-hmm. for me, that was a challenge because I'm in a public school. Right trying to be the the dad the father but also the boss that i wanted to be Hmm. um and there was this part of my life that i could demonstrate but really couldn't talk about Hmm. um in that setting and and there was there were certainly you know co-workers and and other individuals Mm -hmm. that i could that i knew you know whether they told me or you know, some of them, we went to the same church and things like that. And so you could have those conversations and, and, and there was a closeness there with, with that group. But I didn't feel like I could truly be me hmm. uh, and who I wanted to become, which which was a challenge at the same time. And, hmm. um, you know, long story short, we, you know, have family that had been in the Culver's business for quite a while. And uh, they had some conversations with us kind of along the way and, um, you know, kind of asked if if we wanted to jump in with them uh, you know as we initially i was like this is this is my path that i'm on i'm like no 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 no, no, i'm good but after the first conversation i said yeah let's do it wow so you were in right away right moment the moment we had a serious conversation with them i said yeah why wouldn't we and he's like whoa whoa we should probably pray about it and think about it and i said no, we're well, good. We're, we're, you I also have, have to think back it. though. Jenny's first job in high school was at a Culver's. Okay, right. So, so that, so that was the draw for right. you. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I worked through high school 
at a Culver's in Racine, Wisconsin. And that was because my history um, teacher, her husband and his brothers opened there first. Wow. And so a bunch of us mm-hmm. jumped yeah, at it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you guys had found out about the opportunity together. It wasn't one saying, hey, let's go and do this. But you guys kind of mm-hmm. found out together through family. And so it was kind of right out of the right out of the gate, a mutual conversation, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we, we had the conversation. And I would say within a couple of weeks, I had reached back out to my cousin. And I was like, hey, you know, how do I f- let's let's ha- continue the conversation, mm-hmm. try to figure out what that looks like. And. You know, all of the things that I was wrestling with internally in terms of my faith and also not being as present and engaged as a father, mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of was like this light of, wow, this might be the opportunity you've been looking for so you can you can do both. You can continue to lead and have an impact, but right. you can also do that at home at a way different level that, that you really want mm. to. I think for me, I naturally have an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I just, let's just do it. Let's go do mm. something new, you know, mm. and even with a and small I family. And I don't have that spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just thought that's, wow, how adventurous, how cool, how, and it's right there. What a great opportunity for us to be able to step out in that. Um, but it's interesting because at the time we had been part of a small group, um, for a while, probably mm-hmm. four years, three to four years. And we were, re- like I said earlier, we were really comfortable. We were really content. Yeah. Um, we had a great small group that we were a part of. Work was great. You know, I'm taking the kid, the school system was great. The kids were enjoying school. It just. So there was no real excuse to kind of pick up and just right. do something totally different. Right. right. Um, but like Corey was saying, he reached out to his cousin and through some conversations it went pretty quick. Yeah, it was after two, that. It was spring break of 2015 that we came down, uh, spent four or five days here. We toured sites everywhere from Chandler all the way out to the site that we're currently at mm-hmm. in Ironwood, Nakatillo. That was the furthest east that we went. Um, and we just kind of looked and looked and... Um, that was probably the hardest part is, hmm. is kind of figuring out. So after we came out here, um, that was kind of the, okay, we're doing this. Um, hmm. I, I had resigned. Um, a few few months later, I gave commencement at graduation. I had a few more weeks, and that was it. Um, I just, that August, I had started training with Culver's. Uh, we sold our house, moved into a tiny little apartment for several months, six back, months, I think, in back, Wisconsin. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, finished training, and then there was this huge limbo of waiting to get a shovel in the ground and open a restaurant. Yeah. Wow. Which was great from a family transition standpoint, um, but from an identity, yeah, it was internal crisis you know like i'm just Mm. trying to figure out you know i have always been a the principal Mm -hmm. and now i made this huge you know as a family we make this huge leap of faith to do something you know that raised eyebrows quite honestly like (laughs) what are you you gonna do uh and and there was that long waiting period where we just couldn't get things started yeah Um, i remember and and yeah and and we would pray about it frequently together and in our small group and 
for those that yeah, are that are listening, when they moved down here, just getting the permitting and the land and and the construction, and I I think I don't know exactly the timetable, but what should have been it was probably more than double. Wouldn't you? For sure. Wouldn't you say? For sure. And At so, least it felt like that. <laughs> well, it probably it was, was pretty close to it, though. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and just setbacks with you know getting roads built and all this kind of stuff, especially out out in the east there where it's not everything's not fully developed right. yet. So mm-hmm. you had a lot of new construction challenges that probably cropped up. So the the word that came to my mind was perseverance. During that time, there probably was a little bit of a crisis of belief going on and identity, as you talked about. But you also were experiencing some great family opportunity there. So tell us about if somebody's going through a transition in life right now and it's not going at the pace that they Mm -hmm. feel it should be going at. Exactly. How do you persevere through that? For me, I think it was um, verbally acknowledging it. I think people were always asking, how are you? How are things going? How are, you know, Mm -hmm. and I tend to, it's a big joke because I tend to say, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. You know, I always just say that. Um, I think for me, it was talking to people about it and especially people who are going to pray alongside us. Um, And it's in God's timing, you know, and now that we are on to a second one, it's and taking a long time too, (laughs) that it's. Um, and now we know, you know, now mm-hmm. we, now we know we've been there, but, um, f- and that's for me personally is talking about it, yeah. um, surrounding myself with people who are encouraging me, um, knowing that people are praying alongside of us. And, um, it's a constant reminder for me at least was it's in God's timing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's in God's timing. Um, and have faith in that mm-hmm. there's you can get stuck in a rut so easily and just say like, Oh, it's never going to happen. Or, you know, I think going with a mindset too, like there's going to be bumps in the road, mm-hmm. you know, we know family who have just moved cross country recently and, um, I'm very close with our niece. Um, she's one of the ones that moved cross country and we will text and I'll say, it's not going to be perfect. There's right. always going to be bumps in the road, but just mm-hmm. keep trusting, you know, this is mm-hmm. where you are. This is where God's got you. So just keep trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be perfect. I think sometimes we go into it when we initially moved out here and it was like, this is the timeline. This is how it's going to work. It's all good, but it did not work that way. Mm. Um, So, so for you, when you're having that identity crisis, like what did God say to you? Like how, how did you work through that? I mean, what, what was instrumental in you reframing identity in a healthy way? It's, it's interesting because I felt like it was the first time in my life you know when you when you write your bio for like instagram or twitter or something like (laughs) that right so you have your (laughs) list of things christian is the first one that i put right and father is second or or husband and father are are second and third and it was the first time that i had to live that out Mm. um so it was it was different because even though i would put that on paper or put that in print I don't know that I ever was truly living it. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to lean into um, my faith right, and, right. and obedience. Yeah. And so you you just really had to, it's almost like the all in. I mean, it just mm. you just really had to be there, but it wasn't necessarily, while it was internally a struggle, I couldn't put that on the family and the kids. So you're, you're constantly trying to, 
get in the word with them, um, praying with them, whether it was dinner or bedtime routines or off to school routines, like those types of things were more healthy for me sometimes than they were for the kids. (laughs) So it it was, it was definitely a leaning into Mm. his presence. Mm. So I got a million dollar question for you guys, because you went from a demanding uh, lifestyle uh, career with, with being a principal of a school. So I've worked in food service and of course it's a light, fluffy, easy industry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a little, little, little intriguing must, for me I, that I'm you went very from interested high, in what food high. service you worked in. Cause I don't know about that one. <laughs> so, 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 so like from demanding to demanding, I mean, food service is, is a demanding field um, with, with a lot of moving parts. So, and, and what your guys seem to be communicating is, but you were able to find greater balance in this than you did in, in the other. How, but that's not normal in that industry. How did you work that out? I mean, the, the first thing that I would say is, and you mentioned balance. Um, I mean, there's always seasons, but we have, uh, speaking for myself, the healthiest relationship marriage that I think we've ever had. That's awesome. Um, hmm. Not that it was ever bad, but there's mm-hmm. just a balance there where yeah. we can be together because we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the conversations of work, uh, you know, it, when I was a principal, they, they stopped when I got home. Mm-hmm. Like, I, right. I didn't want to talk about that anymore. Right. And now, you know, they're just part of our conversation. Mm-hmm. There's still times where I'm like, I don't want to talk about work anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that still exists. <laughs> um, but, yes. you know, we're we're partners in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it feels like we're more so on the same team That's than, awesome. than ever before. Um, and so, so, but we do different things. And mm-hmm. so I am the worker. Like, so I feel like I just got to go and do all the time. Um, it, but that's also healthy for me. I, I like it. Hmm. Um, and so from a restaurant standpoint, that's good. Mm-hmm. I there's, there's many times now where we're getting, more leaders in the restaurant mm-hmm. that we that we trust and rely on mm-hmm. that I literally have to tell myself, don't go in today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let them do it. Let them lead because they're going to, they need to. And it, it's, it's really hard. Well, for there, me. it is very hard for Corey. I've had to remind him multiple times to, you know, there's, I think sometimes that's when problems can creep in is when he is there too much. Um, mm-hmm. And then when he has to leave or he can't be there, then they're like, what do we do? We don't know. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, they don't delete and they're, they're the leaders. They have mm-hmm. to know how to run the restaurant. Empower them to do that. Absolutely. Give them the responsibilities, show them. And I'll have to, I'll remind Corey of that too. Like, you know, if something breaks and he'll fix it, I go, did you show somebody, you know, right? So that the next person will know how to fix it and won't call Corey right away. Hmm. Um, as Corey was talking, I was thinking about how different we are. Um, because he is the worker, and I'm a nine, so I like to... <laughs> she likes to take naps. Enneagram nine. <laughs> I like to find rest for myself. So, um, you know, that has always been how we've worked. When he was a principal, he was the principal. He always had to be there. And so I, for 11 years, 12 years, you know, just did my own thing with the kids and ran the household Hmm. Um, Hmm. and took that as my responsibility. I Hmm. mean, that's, that was my job. And um, 
coming here, restaurant business, we open a restaurant and we're insanely crazy busy for, I mean, I think we had the kids going all over the place the first few months because I was there Hmm. 80 hours a week as well. Yeah. And so, yes, very crazy, um, time consuming in the beginning, but absolutely getting in the right people, um, and learning how to step back, especially for Corey. <laughs> I will you know, say. Those, those are really good leadership principles. I was just thinking too. that, yeah. And that's actually one thing that I wanted to kind of get into today is you, you led the school administratively and there were responsibilities there in leadership and example and all of those kinds of things, but it probably wasn't as closely knit as it is with you and your leaders at the restaurant and your employees and learning how to interview, learning how to hire uh, learning how to fire, like all of those kinds of things come into a leadership standpoint. And you probably have been, your leadership muscles have probably been flexed more so now than ever before. Talk a little bit about that. Well, and I would say it's, it's a ongoing learning process. Um, and so, you know, you're constantly trying to put people in position to succeed. And so, and it's, and it's, all people, everything mm. is all people all the time. And so, um, you know, how we help guide them in taking whatever next step that is. And that could, that could be, you know, who's going to be the next general manager and, and providing structure for that person to, to be successful. But it also can be a 16-year-old. It's their first job. Mm-hmm. How do they become successful um, in, in that work environment? But also... 20 years from now, hmm. you know, th- those are what we see as the, as the big roles of, of what it is that we're doing, right? There's a, there's a leadership, but there's also the, you know, it's a service industry, but the service that I, I feel like that Ginny and I are providing that's different than, you know, most work environments is that, you know, we're trying to come along these kids and yeah, they're going to, they're going to work for us, but we're hoping that they are also seen um, and and, and kind of like a sponge soaking in what those mm. good work skills that will translate to mm. whatever employment that they're going to go to yeah. down the road. Because, you know, quite honestly, the kids that we get, the people that we get, very, very few of them are going to be Culver's lifers. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we, we would love it if they were, <laughs> you know, because yeah. there's some really, really good people that we have. But you know, by and large, you know, they're go- getting through high school or they're, you know, part-time college or trying to figure out what their next play in life is going to be. Exactly. Um, and so we, we just, you know, we're, we're in a business trying to make money, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, there's a, there's a human element, human mm. element where yeah. we are trying to show these kids what a good marriage looks like, Yeah. Um, what it looks like to, to raise a good family. Like there's, there's a, there's a lack of that in our society. Mm. And so if we can be a glimmer of what that looks like, um, in, in very unstructured situations for a lot of our young people that, that we encounter, whether it be in the workplace or anywhere else, I think that that's just a role that we as, as, as people have to do. And as Christians, I think that we also trying to break down that barrier of what, you know, maybe people that don't have faith look at us and be like, hmm. you know, what, what, what well, are these guys right. going to do? Because yeah. now we know that they're Christians. Like what, what, right. what's this going to be like? And <laughs> right. so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, but, but leadership is just one of those things where I think if you, 
take people where they're at and try to grill them to whatever mm-hmm. that next next thing is going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, hmm. it, it is certainly a challenge. And, you know, we've been doing it for, for three years now that we've been open. And, and I've got a lot to learn, I think, still with that um, because there's so many balls that you're constantly juggling mm-hmm. uh, to, to make it all work on a day-to-day basis. Well, Corey is naturally just a, a leader. He, yeah. You put him in a leadership position and he'll do great. I am not. And so... Just um, do it. I, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Fine. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but that was really a growth in me was having to, you know, I, I think of when we first opened, like having to do that first orientation and mm, have all these, yeah. I'm, I'm communicating with all these people, have making sure they're bringing all the right things to orientation. And I, I remember just thinking back, like, I, this is not my thing. Mm. Like I am not. I'm not built for this. Um, but even the, the hiring, the interviewing, the, cause I'm like, Oh, they're all great. You know, in the beginning it was like, they're so sweet. They're all great. You know? Um, and then the firing, the letting go of people. I mean, the first person we let go, I'm like crying <laughs> in front of her. And then she leaves and Corey's like, you can't cry. You can't cry when we're doing this. There's no crying in baseball. And I just, I'm like, I feel so bad. Oh, wow. Um, so, and I've definitely in the last three years have come a long way with that. But yeah, that has definitely pushed me. Um, I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if mm-hmm. there's times I have to, you know, quote unquote, confront someone or question yep. somebody, um, that's, that's a push for me. I think with that, it's, you know, it is all people, but it is how you love on people. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, my, a lot of our team likes to give me a hard time, especially my daughter who now works for us. Oh, I, how funny! Because when I walk when I walk out, I I give them the sign language for love, and you know, I just you know, see you later, see you next time, whatever it would be. And so, you know, part of that with with the story that Jenny's just telling, we have to love them in a way that grows them, but we also have to have that tough love with them mm-hmm. when there's situations that. You know, this is this is not what we expect. And, you know, that's where my background with working with young people. Right. You know, I can have a realistic conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope at their level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily draw a line in the sand, but makes it very clear how we need people to act and behave Mm. and, and the responsibility that they need to show. Because for the longest time, I used to say, hey, listen, I need this work family, this work environment to be a place that I feel comfortable with my daughter working here. Hmm. Um, and now she does. And now so, she does. So it needs to be that for, for everybody. But, but, but I would want that for hmm. anybody's kid that mm-hmm. comes in there. I, you know, when you send your kid off to school, you want them to be safe. When you send them off to work, you want right. them yeah. to be in a yeah. safe environment. Um, because there's just too much out there mm-hmm. at stake. And, and when you're going to trust your loved ones to go someplace for, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week, you need it to be an environment that you can mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. So as we're kind of getting ready to conclude here, we want to tie this into state of charge. Yeah. There are things in life that drain us and career and, mm-hmm. and family and relationships. Those kinds of things can, can drain us. Um, mentally, physically, and certainly spiritually. So what are some tools that the two of you have found together as a couple, as a partnership in business, and then individually, 
uh, on your own time, Jenny. You're a nine, so you probably like some of that rest and alone time yes, and just absolutely. that recharge. So, yes. so co- collectively and individually, what are you guys doing to help s- maintain your spiritual charge and stay connected to uh, to Christ and and what He would have you do as as owners of a Culver's restaurant? Well, I would say you know what's real right now is we seek every opportunity that we can um, to be together. And so, you know, like today, this is a a different experience for us. And so, hey, let's go get brunch after this. (laughs) You know, so there's we we like to seek out those opportunities for for us to have Mm. that time. And that time never existed for us before. Mm. Um, And so those are really, really special moments. Um, but I think we both do kind of our own thing. Um, and you know, I, I am a, I'm a worker, but I can do that to the point of exhaustion too. Um, but you know, exercise is a big one for me. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, listening to, to podcasts or listening to, I'm, I'm a huge Christian hip hop fan. And so like, you know, I'll throw that on and, and it just allows me to think at a different mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a piece with that, that that's really comforting to me. Um, and so those things are good. I, I love doing yard work. Um, I didn't think there was going to be yard work in Arizona when we moved here. We, like, <laughs> we got rid of it's, all our yard supplies. Everything. Like I was like, it's going to be rocks. I'll have yeah, a couple cacti awesome. out there. It'll be nothing. <laughs> Man, no weeds idea. grow out here. Like it rains today and there'll be weeds that show up out of nowhere. It's so... You know, I, but I like, I love being outside that way. Um, and just that work rejuvenates me mm. um, as, mm-hmm. as, as long as I don't do it in the middle of the day in the high Swat. sun. <laughs> that kind of thing, which, which I did te- also have to learn. You tend to do that. We'll have neighbors like, why was Corey out at one o'clock? <laughs> oh, gosh. Doing that or doing this. But he doesn't know. Um, I, like you said, John, I am a nine, so I like to rest. Um, so aside from spending time together and I think we kind of feel that we'll kind of feel like okay it's time to like we need a little date day or something like that um I do enjoy my time alone and Mm. so um whether that's and that's exercising for me um doing my devotions um we do exercise together and Mm -hmm. so that is another going back that's another thing we do together um but listening to sermons and while I'm like cleaning the house Mm. and home alone and running errands and getting through a checklist mm-hmm. is probably my way of just downtime That's great. and energizing myself. But yeah, we were laughing when we were talking about this because we are different in that sense. Mm-hmm. He, like he's saying, he does yard work, he's on the go, AirPods in, listening to music, and I'm just, okay, see ya. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my 30-minute yeah. <laughs> nap, yeah. run some errands, um, listen to a sermon, and, you know, be alone. So that's... But I, I do think, I think this is important because I think, I don't know if anybody else is listening to this episode that are working as a married couple in business together. Mm-hmm. You guys seem to have figured out, we're going to play to our, our separate strengths and see how they complement. So, I mean, I, that's something that's been really clear in this episode mm-hmm. that you guys have really come to grips that we, we're, we're wired differently. Mm-hmm. How do, how do we allow that to work together? And I think that that's amazing hmm. to hear because I think it is not easy. I think any couple that is in business together, that's that can either draw a marriage together or rip it apart. But there's not very much middle ground there. 
And I think that there's a principle we're going to walk away with. Hey, for those that might be listening that are either stepping into this or doing this together, don't see your strengths as the enemy Mm, against each other. See how they Mm complement you guys being even better together. That's amazing. I think it's truly recognizing that because um, you, I have to remind myself, you know, in times of when to be critical, like, you know, like to be careful with my words, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I know him as a person. I know he's a two. I know how he functions and how, you know, what he needs to do. And so, um, for me personally, you know, as, as his partner, I have to make sure like, I'm just going to die to self Mm -hmm. (laughs) right now. Not going to say anything, Mm. just let it go. Um, and that's a whole, that's been a whole learning process, but, um, it is very important to kind of know how we function and accept that. And that dictates what, you know, what you say, what you do, how you interact for sure. Awesome. Mm. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I just want to pay both of you kind of a, an individual compliment as I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, um, at church and small group and things is, um, Corey, I see you as a real, just a steady Eddie. You're, you're just constant. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And Jenny, uh, you are a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. And just when, when you do pray, it's, it's, it's very inspiring. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for your example. Not only as husband and wife, as mom and dad, as friend, um, but also as business owners. And thank you for taking time today to, to join us today with the podcast. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks a lot.